Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,229. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm back across the pond. I seem to be in London quite a bit this year with a very special guest by the name of Elliot Vertimer. Elliot, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun. Now, since we're talking about an electric vehicle today and a very unique electric vehicle, I guess there's no clutch to release because all the people I've had on the show that deal with EVs, it's just push and go. It's kind of like playing with slot (laughs) cars. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to talk about this. I'm going to give you an introduction. But before I do, I'd love for you to share one little thing about Elliot that most people don't know. Okay. So um, that's a good question. Uh, I think an interesting thing about me that very few people know is so I grew up in Mauritius uh, and about 12 years old I had to move back to Paris and you can imagine the life of a you know 12 year old kind of Mauritian boy running around on the beach you know playing football and tennis with his friends was you know full of adventure but back in Paris I kind of had I, I needed to find some new stimulations let's say and one day I don't remember how I understood that it was possible to create your own kind of programs on my dad's computer, right? Uh, and I started le- learning coding quite fast. And so at 12 years old, I was already a geek, you know, <laughs> programming little uh, software on the little programs on the Visual Basic, Delphi, stuff like that, small websites. So I haven't told that to many people, but yeah, I started the, the, the computer stuff quite early. Well, you sound a bit like Elon Musk, that other guy that's making some electric <laughs> stuff in the world. He did the same thing. And I'll tell you something, I'm quite a bit older than you, of course. So when I was a kid, the idea of computers and these smartphones, I mean, it was just fantasy world. It was all Jetsons cartoon stuff. But you got to live in a world where you could actually create those things. And that leads us to what you have created today, which is an amazing company. So allow me to give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into what you do. Elliot Vertimer is the founder of Lavoie. He's also the CEO. It's a new premium mobility brand born from McLaren Applied on a mission to redefine personal transport through luxury automotive and motorsport inspired design, engineering, and electrification. He was bitten by the curiosity bug early, as he said. Elliot studied aerospace engineering. I think I got a smart guy on the line today. <laughs> I don't deserve that. Well, I think you do, my friend. Uh, graduated top of his cohorts uh, with a thesis on proof of concept radioisotope thermoelectric generators. I don't know if I can even say all those words. Nuclear batteries for nanosatellites. Oh my gosh. His research was <laughs> awarded the Reaction Engines Prize and led him to pursuing a Master's of Innovation, Entrepreneurship, and Management at Imperial College in London. Uh, he's pushing the envelope of what e-mobility can achieve launching Lavoie. Uh, the design, manufacturing, delivery to customers, everything has been thought through. He's on a mission to break the status quo, challenge the perceptions of personal electronic transportation, and rewrite the rules on urban mobility of personal electric transportation. Wow, you are doing a lot, my friend. We're going to take a short break for our sponsors. So we're going to plug in the charger, get this machine going, and we'll be right back. Autumn has arrived. The weather's changing. 
And that means your vehicles need extra protection against everything Mother Nature can drop. Covercraft offers you a multitude of layers of protection for your special rides. Are you putting your summer toys away? Watercraft, RV, motorcycles, trailers, or even your patio furniture? Covercraft has a custom fit cover for whatever your need. Covercraft offers you 10 different car cover options. That's right, 10 for your special vehicle's protection, whether stored inside or out. All carefully crafted into the form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. And don't forget their custom fit seat covers, pet pad, Fido's going to get wet and muddy, I guarantee it, dash mats, sunscreens, and custom fit floor mats and trunk mats. Whatever the surface you want to protect, Covercraft has your solution. If you use the code ya 21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Come on, Mother Nature, bring it on. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance, what a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So we're back. So Lavoie, oh my gosh, take us through a little bit of a journey that brought you to this point. And then we're going to talk about this very special machine because I tell my listeners, if it rolls on rubber, I love it. No matter what it is, maybe <laughs> yeah. your your uh, scooter doesn't even run uh, or roll on rubber. There may be some molecular construction here, but... Not yet, though. It does. It does. <laughs> what brought you to this point? And then we're going to dive deep into Lavoie. Of course. So no, it's, it's, a, it's a good story. As I said, you know, we... I actually have a co-founder and a co-CEO called Albert Nassar. And both of us come from very technical backgrounds. I specialize, you know, in space engineering. He specialized in robotics. And our career took us together kind of immobility ventures that were quite successful, where we, we developed uh, e-bikes and e-scooters and so on. And so I think it's interesting to look at where, you know, the project, the fundamental project of Lavoie comes from, you know, to answer your question. It's actually a concept that and an idea that was initiated by McLaren Applied. Uh, that you mentioned before. And the idea was like, how do we create an e-scooter that's obviously the best in the world, but extremely premium with super car feel, uh, something truly unique in the sense that it would put together extreme performance, like great, great performance in terms of, you know, rider comfort and, you know, being able to take over any hill, having amazing range, top power, top speed, all that stuff. Great. But at the same time, be super light, very beautiful. Uh, and, you know, folds so tight that you can put it anywhere in your house or in your car. So 
obviously a lot of these things don't work well together you know if you have a big battery it becomes heavy you know if you want to have a very comfortable ride it becomes big you know so it came with a lot of challenges that uh, and also of course just having a very beautiful scooter is, is a tough thing to achieve and applied managed to pull together you know one and as they have wonderful teams of engineers and super talented designers to create a great concept in the series one and they also initiated the ideation and the concept and development of the flow fold system which is basically our folding mechanism that effectively is our USP for the Series 1 in the sense that it is what enables everything to come together, right? It allows amazing comfort of riding it, so you have a great stem angle, it's a long wheelbase, very wide deck. It allows to have space for a huge battery, big power, big motor, nice control electronics. And at the same time, in the specific way it folds, in the sense that it reduces the height and the length of the scooter, it's really something that you can, you know, kind of, pack in your car, take anywhere in your house, under your office. Like it, it's a really tight package for a really great vehicle. Uh, and finally, what we managed to do also, we're quite happy about that, is we have sorted manufacturing for magnesium alloy frame, uh, which, you know, you might be familiar with that. It's used quite a lot in, you know, motorsport and so on, which allows us to reduce the weight to a nice 16 and a half, 17 kilos, depending on the battery size you get, effectively. So my client applied, approach uh, Albert and I uh, to, uh, take over and finalize the design for manufacturing and, you know, finalize a few technical things with the flow fold mechanism and the actual design of the scooter to make it manufacturable in a way that we could then, you know, deliver it to the most people possible. Uh, we have a patent pending on the folding mechanism as well. And now we're at a stage, you know, where, so Albert and I being co-CEOs have kind of in the last members of the team in a way to finalize the, the, the product and, you know, give birth to La Voix. We're at a stage where, you know, we're, Basically, everything is prototype, ready to go, ready for manufacturing. We're soon going to open pre-orders. We're preparing a founder's edition, you know, for the first uh, 469 customers to thank them and make them properly part of the team as, as some of the first level customers. Um, and yeah, it's a super exciting time, to be honest. We have lots of very exciting projects in the pipeline as well. And, you know, we're working with so many amazing people, like extremely intelligent and talented that, you know, every time someone comes up with an idea, it's, it's, it's very, very, uh, it's very encouraging for the future. Let's say it like, let's say it like that. Sorry. Well, of course, uh, McLaren Applied Chairman Nick Fry has developed what I'll, I'll call the dream team of all yeah. you guys, you and Albert Nassar, and then of course, uh, Formula One engineer Richard Clark uh, at yeah. the head of your engineering team. Uh, and of course, the iconic designer Ian Callum uh, from Jaguar yeah. fame and all sorts of, so you put all these people together and you end up with this beautiful beautiful, eloquent scooter. And you, you say to most people, scooter, and they kind of go, oh, well, so another scooter. But this thing is very different. It's very unique. And you mentioned the suspension type idea and the way it folds up. You know, I've got a new grandson and the new strollers these days compared to when my children were little. Uh, push <laughs> button, pop together. What you've got there is is pretty darn cool. Did you ever think when you go back through your career, and you're a, you're a young guy, may I ask your age? I'm 29 right now. Yeah, you're just a puppy, right? So exactly. <laughs> I say that exactly. with all with all endearing kindness. Uh, that's how I see myself, don't worry. Yeah, it's okay if only I could go back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. But the fact that you, did you ever dream and as you were coming through your career at early times of seeing yourself in a place like this for a product like this? Absolutely, of course, you know. It's when you when you turn yourself towards a certain industry, towards you know certain goals you want to achieve. I've always you know wanted to be into transportation and help you know as much as I can in these areas. You know, working for McLaren Applied, 
developing groundbreaking products in you know booming industries that you know hopefully a lot of people will have in their house will be able to use every day and it'll make their lives better is something you know I'm quite confident to say most people would dream of right and I'm very happy to be there definitely didn't expect it to happen you know uh, but at the same time super happy to be there excited to have that opportunity and um, and and ready to go I like to ask people about what I call our driving inspirations, inspirational people in their lives. I mean, with this team around you, your life and your daily work life is filled with inspiration. Uh, when you think about Absolutely. your career, is there a driving inspiration for you? Is it possible to pull one person out, at least for our talk today? Uh, no doubt you've surrounded yourself with smart people. That's another smart thing to do, by the way. <laughs> exactly. That really has, really has stood out for you that you think back and go, wow, I'm so lucky to have that person in my life. Look, persons in my life, I think that's very dynamic. You know, you've got the fundamental people, of course, that's, that are there from the beginning. And that's, you know, obviously my, my close family circle. So my dad, my stepdad, which were entrepreneurs. Oh, but when you have these kind of people in your life, it basically opens you to, to the idea of taking more risks and pursuing things that are more kind of, how do you say, uh, that take, you know, more courage in a way to do uh, because of what you expose yourself to and 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 the, the, the lack of comfort in the beginning, I would say. Uh, but of course, you go further than that uh, in terms of mentors today. I think, you know, I'm surrounded by absolutely amazing people. Like just to quote Nick Fry again, you know, I do see him definitely uh, as a form of mentor and inspiration. I mean, you know, and him and some other people at McLaren Applied uh, that work in different areas in the sense that you meet all these brilliant overachieving people that, you know, have been extremely successful in the past or currently, you know, be, being super successful. And, you know, you, you really observe what it takes to get there. Uh, and at the same time, I think one thing I've observed with everyone uh, in that case, specifically, specifically, sorry, Nick Fry uh, and other people of his caliber is that, you know, of course, the brilliance and all the achievements and the great ideas and the great capacity to understand everything, you, you see it and you kind of expect it, to be honest. But what really surprised me, and that's and that's unanimous, is that everyone uh, of that caliber, and of course, Nick Fry and everyone else, is uh, is extremely kind to others, very understanding. They create an, an environment that makes you want to do great, that fosters, you know, everyone participating and overachieving, right? And that's not something you necessarily expect. You know, you might expect bosses and people like that to be quite tough and quite demanding. But actually, you know, I've observed the opposite. Of course, they're demanding, but you see this really wonderful place that they create around them to work and thrive. And I thought, I thought that was something that, you know, really taught me a lot and I didn't expect, right? And just to finalize, you know, of course, today the world, you know, with the internet and all the great technology coming out, you know, there's a lot of really, really inspiring people. Someone I've been following closely recently is Carl Pei, you know, the founder of, uh, of OnePlus, Nothing, uh, doing really amazing, amazing things. And there's, you know, James Tyson and other amazing, you know, entrepreneurs that have done wonderful things with quoting just two of them, right? There's a lot more. Oh yeah, there are a lot more. You know the the mode or the transportation world is changing in a way that I've never seen in my lifetime. And and, and being a, I'll call myself a more mature guy uh, versus older <laughs> guy. Uh, what's happening right now in the EV world is redefining so many different things. And I would love your impressions on that, and as it relates to what you're developing there at Lavoie. Yeah, of course. So. I think when you look at electric vehicles, you got to look at the fundamental fundamentals, right? So most people see it as purely a solution to climate change and, you know, other other issues we're currently having, you know, fossil fuels and, of course, noise and congestion in cities and so on. But the funny thing is that fundamentally, and I, I hope I don't get you know too much criticism for that, but I think that fundamentally electric vehicles are much better than, you know, 
petrol vehicles in the sense that if you look at the physics of it in terms of the power delivery, the feeling of riding it, the immediate torque you get, you know, uh, just the how, how much simpler it is to create an electric vehicle than a, than a, than a petrol one, combustion engine one, is, you know, very, it's, it's very significant. And so it reduces maintenance, you know, eventually you reduce costs for manufacturing and so on. So of course you have the great challenge of energy density in the sense that, you know, petrol is, and petrol, gasoline, I keep saying petrol, but fossil fuel, you know, based, you know, power sources are effectively very dense in energy, right? That's why they're very difficult to move away from. And today we're at a stage where lithium ion uh, batteries have basically enabled, you know, electric cars, like you've seen with Tesla first and now a lot of, you know, car manufacturers. And you've had the same trend going on to electric scooters and electric bikes and so on. So batteries have basically got to a point where you can now create vehicles that can take you, you know, for hundreds of miles uh, and that charge super fast. And I think that's amazing in the sense that, you know, uh, in terms of lithium ion, like that technology is quite well developed. I'm sure it's going to progress further, but, you know, you've got incredible research going around all over the world to kind of open other, you know, wonderful things uh, in terms of energy density and clean technologies to power vehicles. And I think that's, that's a very exciting thing today, right? You also have, of course, autonomous driving cars and so on, but, you know, we're about to crack, hopefully, in the next, you know, decades, other energy sources or not sources necessarily, but way to store energy, ways to store energy and, and electricity that are super exciting because then you, you might end up with even lighter vehicles with even more range that, you know, are, are Works so well with you know renewable sources and clean technologies that you know we we accelerate our move to a better society much faster than we anticipate now and that would be the goal and I think that's what I find fascinating with the automotive industry because it's it's quite leading in the, in that direction right very well said your Lavoie is lithium ion powered is that what will power that it is lithium ion powered yeah exactly it is tremendous you know going back to to my lifetime in in around cars being a car fanatic a nutcase, a crazy person when it comes to cars. <laughs> you know, it was always about zero to 60 times and all of these things. And that is gone now because <laughs> a very inexpensive electric vehicle can blow a Porsche Turbo off the road when you look at it that way. And in quite reality, kind of who really cares about that unless you're drag racing? I mean, it's nice to have the instant power, but these uh, electric vehicles, oh my gosh, uh, if I had hair, they'd blow it back when you step on the throttle. Uh, it's quite uh, exhilarating. I want to talk a little bit about challenges. And I like to ask my guest about what I call the challenge question, something in your life that really set you back was a great challenge. But more importantly, what did it teach you that you look back now as a very valuable lesson? So that's, that's a very good question, actually. So obviously, I've had a lot of failures and challenges like everyone, I think. I think a key one relating to my career and what I've learned, you know, to get better and that, you know, allow me to get here today was uh, what you mentioned before. So my thesis, this radio isotope thermoelectric generator, which basically is a complicated term to say a nuclear battery. The whole point and the idea behind it, uh, it was commissioned, you know, by space agencies and so on. Uh, and the whole point around it was to uh, find a way to move away from plutonium effectively. So just to give you a bit of context, if, if we have time. Yes. So when you, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I think it's amazing. So when you send stuff in space, when you go before Mars, in a way, anything that's closer to Mars, to the sun, you can use solar panels, right? Because the light of the sun has enough energy to power most systems that we want to send there, right? But once you get to Mars or further, that light is not dense enough in a way, so you cannot extract enough energy to power robot and so on. So 
you know, very clever people have come up with nuclear batteries or these radioisotope generators. Uh, and what they do is they take a radioactive material that produces a lot of heat over a long period of time, and they use that heat to make electricity. And that allows you to go super far away, you know, further from anything. The, the Voyager probes are now like almost out of our solar system, yeah. <laughs> and they run by that, you know, I don't know how many years, I don't want to say something wrong, but 20, 30 years later, probably even more than that, 40 years even, are, are still powered by these things, right? But the problem is that they're inherently very heavy, first of all. So one of my goals was to make it smaller, much smaller to be in small satellites. And the other one is that plutonium is good because it has a lot of energy to its decay. It radiates a lot of energy, but also um, it's very easy, sorry, it's also very easy to shield against in terms of radiation, but it's extremely toxic and it's horrible to make. You have to make it through fission reactors. So there's not that much plutonium stored at one time on Earth, right? I think NASA has some and, you know, Russian agencies also have some and that's it. And so, you know, I was kind of, you know, 20, 21, I think something like the 22. And given that project, but I'd never studied, you know, anything related to radioactive stuff or, you know, even thermal modeling or stuff like that, that was to the level that was necessary to complete that project. And there were a lot of expectations, right? So I, I, you know, obviously you've got that approach to it, which is you, you, you panic a little in the beginning and you're like, how am I going to do this? And then you just decide to accept the suffering and you're like, okay, I'm just going to give everything I've got, go full head down, full on and see what happens. Right. And I had quite an intense year that year, you know, really hardworking and so on, and just really pushing as much as I could to achieve this and finalize it. But what I realized is that if you set yourself goals, even when you deem yourself that you don't know enough or you're not in a place that you could actually achieve those goals, if you actually set yourself goals and accept the suffering and then just go for it again and again relentlessly and with a lot of resilience because you will fail a ton of times, right? Effectively, you can get in a place where you surprise yourself with how much you end up knowing and how much you end up achieving, right? And that's kind of what... That's like my biggest learning, honestly, in my career, if you can in include academics in a career, uh, I mean, in my personal case, right, as in I was a student there, is that with enough efforts and dedication, you can really achieve, you know, things that you don't expect from yourself, right? And also resilience and capabilities to deal with pain. So I think that's my biggest challenge. Uh, and that taught me the most was definitely that project and what came from it, effectively. I love your words, Elliot, except the suffering. <laughs> Now there's a yeah. there's a success quote. I, I watched a great movie last night. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was part Father Stu. It was a true yeah. story about a gentleman and his journey, and that's one of the things that came out there. Now there was religious connotations. However, if you apply that to any part of your life, if you try things, push yourself, risk, and accept yeah. the suffering, I think that's a hard thing for people to do: is accept yeah. suffering as part of the process, a good part of the process. While it might hurt a bit during the time, <laughs> but very eloquently said. I really appreciate you sharing that story. That's fantastic. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy slick finish that... Well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. 
www.thinkinglaw.net. You know what? We are all wired differently, and not everyone needs to go to a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and one can build a solid career as an auto, diesel, or collision technician. There are no longer blue-collar jobs. They're new-collar careers as the technology and skill sets have become so advanced. Support career and technical education by getting involved with TechForce Foundation. It's a Cars Yeah! charity of choice. Learn more at techforce.org. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah! And I'd be honored to be an influencer an ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. Can we look ahead a little bit? Is there, if I had you bring your crystal ball out, is there some clarity in the next, let's say, three years? I don't want to go too far further than that because it's hard to see that far. With Lavoie, of where we go from here? Look, yeah, I'm limited in, in what I can disclose right now, but uh, we are a big team of engineers with a lot of backing, you know, wonderful company behind us. So we're packed with projects and great innovations in the pipeline to the rhythm of what I can say is probably multiple new products announcement per year, right? And every time our goal is to, you know, address a specific category with, you know, wonderful innovation and something truly unique, not just another product that will, I mean, of course, we want to compete and there's wonderful competitors out there, really, really inspiring. But, you know, our goal is to truly come up with something new uh, every time and be at the state of the art. So with, you know, the series one, you've got the flow fold system and, you know, other things around about it, awesome. that, you know, we're, we're going to talk about soon and then future products also will be like that. We will keep our eyes peeled at your website for things coming in the future. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about your passion for mobility vehicles. Is there a special vehicle when you look back in your life that really stands out? Actually, there is. Uh, I would say there's probably two big like inspirations for me in terms of, uh, of vehicles, if you can see it like that. So I would say the first one is when I was 15 years old, I, without telling my mom, you know, order the a kind of Chinese mini dirt bike from the internet for like 150 euros or something, got it. Obviously, it was a bit of a death trap and, <laughs> and a bit underwhelming in terms of performance. But I, I started tinkering with it, you know, for a few months and then got it to a really nice place, you know, where, you know, great power performance and so on. And that's the first time I saw how you can move your hands, you know, really make things better in a way. So it's quite inspiring. I played with that a lot and it was really fun to, to use and to do. Also kind of launched me a lot on the path of, you know, engineering and science, really like that. And another one, just a little wink at it, is probably my mom's Fiat Panda, which I've taken all over all over Paris, oh, sorry, all over France to kitesurf, you know, with a few friends. So that, that's good memories also, you know. Yeah, the Fiat <laughs> Panda, yeah. Vehicles. That little Fiat's a car that never made it over here, but I'm familiar with that vehicle and having traveled to Europe <laughs> okay. a lot, I've seen those things. But a Chinese yeah. mini dirt bike, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. My sister and I each had Honda Trail 70s as kids uh, from, about, ah, cool. from about the age 12. We used to camp down in Mexico a lot, and then we'd bring those down and ride up and down the beach. Yeah, yeah that kind of is fun. You get Amazing. that first taste of freedom, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big two-wheeler guy. I love the, the feeling of, uh, of, of riding and, uh, and flying that you get from them, right? Love cars also, definitely, but yeah. more of a two-wheeler guy. Do you ride a bike these days? I have. I have actually the, 
my, my vehicle that I use the most, I mean, my only vehicle right now in London is an Indian FTR, a motorcycle okay. yeah, yeah. from 2021. And I use that, you know, to, to go anywhere, you know, my e-bikes can take me basically. <laughs> love, love that bike. Oh, Very yeah. fun to use. Well, especially in yeah. London, that's not about the only way to get around. It's so congested there when it comes to, <laughs> exactly. to cars. So I have okay. a, a degree hanging on the wall somewhere around here. Don't ask where it is because I can't find it. But a degree in car psychology that I applied to myself. I'm going to take you to a place that I think nobody has ever taken you. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle, what would Elliot yeah. Vertimer be, but more importantly, why? Okay, in the sense what I want to be or no, what I would actually no, be? No, 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 you don't okay. get to get off that easy. Uh, everybody wants <laughs> to be a sexy F1 car or a Ferrari yeah, or something, would... but this is how you perceive the man in the mirror. Okay, that's a good question. Because in terms of what I would have loved to be, I would have stayed in an Aston DB11 probably. But Ooh, that's nice. That's dreaming. That's yeah, dreaming. I wouldn't no, mind being one of those either. <laughs> exactly. No, actually, uh, that's a very good question. I think I see myself a little bit as like an SUV, probably an electric SUV. Okay. Uh, a brand that I love, a company that I love is probably Polestar. I love what they're doing. So, you know, the Polestar electric SUV, in the sense that it relatively remains humble in terms of how it perceives itself and so on. But at the same time, there's a lot of, uh, of capabilities to deliver, to achieve, and giving th those means to itself. And specifically, there's a lot of inbuilt resilience to, you know, challenges and failures and obstacles. And I think it's something I've managed to, you know, to build inside of myself. Uh, and yeah, so probably an SUV to, you know, adapt to many terrains is probably the best, the best way I would say. I would see myself as reincarnated, you know? Nice answer to that question. I think that makes... makes and electric for obvious reasons, right? <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. You got to go there. Absolutely. So exactly. uh, we love books here on Cars. Yeah. Is there a great book that you've read that you'd like to share? I've got two favorite books. Uh, they're not related to cars. That's okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. So I have a, quite a spiritual side. I love that side of, uh, of life, you know? It depends on how you, you look at it, but I think it can bring a lot to people, no matter, you know, your personal beliefs. And two books I absolutely love that in a way changed my life. There's a lot of learnings in there. The first one is uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And the second one is uh, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramansa Yogananda. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful approaches to life, you know, both a bit different, but in my opinion, going to the same place. And, you know, I would recommend anyone to, to read those. I think it's, you know, wonderful perspectives about life and, and what it all means. Yeah, great books. Uh, thank you for recommending those. So I'm going to enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive today. I am the ultimate benefactor. I have a huge <laughs> checkbook here. So I'm going to enable you to have any car in the world parked in your driveway. You can take it anywhere in the world. And here's the key for a guy yeah. like you who surrounds him t himself with really great people. You can take anybody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with us. So what does this ultimate drive wow. look like for you? Wow, wow, wow. That's actually a great question. Can I, does it have to be a car? No, no, no. you know, about? I've had, uh, interestingly, just a few weeks ago, somebody wanted to uh, get launched into space like uh, Elon's rocket man in that Tesla. Wow, okay. So, yeah, it can be anything. You know, the world's, when you have an unlimited amount of money, that can be an issue because yeah. it opens up a lot of opportunity. Yeah, because, Mark, you're telling me you have a magic wand, right? So oh, I might as course. well make the best of it. Yes, right? you might as well. It's like the genie out of the so, bottle. You only get three wishes. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No, I would definitely go in a, in a fighter jet then, you know, fly around in one of those, you know, the okay. Rafale from Dassault or something like that. Yeah. hundred percent. A nice little trip on those would be amazing. Okay. Who would I take with me? Specifically for that, probably my best friend, just to say how on earth are we in that plane right now. <laughs> little side, 
the old side thing is that he named his son after after that plane, the Rafale. So it would be a funny conversation to be had. And then the second person, you know, like I think it's it's a bit cliche, obviously, but you know, I'm fascinated by that person. Is obviously Albert Einstein. Oh. You know, I know how it sounds, but yeah. to me, you know, what he achieved at 24 years old, I mean, you know, it's bewildering. I would love to meet the the person and and have a conversation with him. You know, and if we can be in a fighter jet, even better than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll tell you something interesting. You're the first person to go on a fighter jet, and <laughs> cool. I, I find that fascinating. But I'm not surprised, having got to know you better today. But that would be pretty cool. I had a good childhood friend who grew up to uh, fly fighter jets, F-14s in the Navy, wow. and I remember getting to go over to uh, the Top Gun school where he was and get to climb up in and sit in one of those things and having him be a friend since he was a little boy i looked at him and i said holy cow uh what a long ways you've come he flew off of you know uh, flew off of uh aircraft carriers and flew around the world and uh yeah pretty darn cool and the planes of today uh they just rolled out a new stealth uh bomber the other day here i saw that one yeah yeah. i saw that one oh my gosh looks like a spaceship wow 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 yeah. It yeah. It, well, at a, you know, we're in the future now. Well, we are. Yeah. And you wonder what they're working on now that's going to come out in 10 years or 20 exactly. years. It's pretty amazing. Exactly. You know what, Elliot? You've taken us on a fascinating journey today. This company that you and your team are building, Lavoie Electric, is absolutely phenomenal. I encourage all my listeners to check you guys out. I'll put links to your show notes page, LavoieElectric.com. More is to come, of course, but uh, it's a fun start. Before I let you go, would you share some parting words of wisdom or inspiration with our listeners today? <laughs> okay. So as you said, I'm, I'm quite young to give to be given the. Uh you know, wisdom around, but I think, you know, I'll just give my two cents on the, on my, my career up to now. I think what I've learned, you know, looking obviously at myself, at people around me is that it's important to pursue something that excites you and that makes you dream. But at the same time to stay, you know, realistic and pragmatic, you still need to make a living and, you know, to be taken to a place that's you know safe. Uh, and I would say that the key to achieving things also, in my experience, mainly what I've observed from other people around me, like wonderful, inspiring people is, again, resilience, capacity to accept suffering, to take you to beautiful places. Uh, and, you know, just just being OK with failing a lot of times. I don't think, you know, anyone on Earth ever achieves something. I know everyone says that and talks about it a lot, but it's true. You know, everyone, everyone kind of has failed many times no matter what they've tried and that's how you get to the final destination right so i would definitely that's my two cents right now it's accepting those things and just going for it with a with a with a lot of thoughts about things right and the last thing i would say is also in those amazing people i've seen is you know that work-life balance being able to have you know not just fully fully absorbed in, in what you do professionally but also have a wonderful wonderfully kind of you know Side life in a way with sports or health or relationships, family, etc. is also something that's, that I think is quite important. And I'm going to make a lot of effort to you know maintain as I go forward. Well, I'll tell you something, Elliot. Uh, a lot of uh, folks pick on the younger generation these days. I think it's been the same throughout the generations of time. But you've given me a huge amount of confidence in the future of uh, where <laughs> we're going. So well, absolutely. Uh, you know, people like you 
are making things happen. And uh, my hat's off to you and what your whole team is doing there at Lavoie. It's so Thanks nice so to, well, you're welcome. It's so nice to spend some time with you. And uh, you have some very, very uh, mature likewise, likewise. thoughts of wisdom. Hey, I want to do a shout out to all my friends at uh, Influence eMobility. You know, they brought me some great guests there. And it's really, this company is one that's the world's first leading PR firm in eMobility. So check them out. I'll put a link to their website on Elliot's show notes page as well. They brought me a lot of great people. Elliot, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and sharing your wisdom with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for having me. See you, Mark. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.